Welcome to Liberty Station. I'm Bryce Eddy. Here we are working hard to be a threat to the Great Reset. And uh, I'm excited today because I have the founder of Lexit, Jesse Holguin, on. And Jesse is um, really uh, responsible for a ton of the energy that's going on in the movement right now. And by movement, I mean people who are just opposing the evil that's pushing in our society right now and, and doing that um, as a believer. And, and the um, fun little incidental um, or anecdotal uh, thing I have to share is uh, they had so much energy at some of the rallies that I was at um, there in Beverly Hills being hired for security and, and all of that by the city. Uh, but these guys were were off the hook. I mean, the energy was palpable, and and they're driving a lot of this movement today. And so it is so fun to have Jesse on the show. Jesse, are you there? Hey, how you doing, brother? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, I'm, I I truly am, uh, and I'm serious about saying this. Um, I I had uh, tears in my eyes at moments where I was working the crowd because the energy that you guys were bringing with just the the lexit guys and and um and and gals that were out there i mean it was it was intense and and you guys were setting the tone for you know fighting for trump um and and just really identifying what was happening right now in this world and it was just so fun to see your community doing that whereas in the past you know they've uh, they've treated uh, you guys in the Latino community, you know, like the Democrats do. Just hey, we got you, pat you on the head, we own you, we don't care about you. Just you know, be in your place, do you know, do you, and and we'll handle the world. And oh, by the way, here's some grift that we're gonna give you to to buy your votes. And and so I'm I'm so happy to uh, see that that you started this. So. Take me through kind of your your history, your background, and and give us the story. Hi, yeah, thanks for coming. But yeah, yeah, like I said, we're blessed to have a lot of momentum. It's because people like us because there's a lot of even other conservative organizations, but they've been around for years and all that, but they never grow. People don't like them. They don't really do nothing. All they do is like mostly preach to the choir. They have little events where they're out like 20 people there and they all been Republican for 30 years. So they don't do nothing to and, um, and losing the, for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do anything. And so we're not like that. Me, like me, I'm a former ex gang member. Just so, so most of me and my squad, we're just everyday hardworking, just Latinos that love America. We love God and we're fighting against socialism. So we don't try to act like we're all too good as two shoes and all this and that. We just say, Hey, we're just everyday Latinos, so I don't know for whatever reason that people, they like us. But uh, my story was um, I was an ex-gang member. I grew up in La Puente, California. I was an ex-gang member, and uh, I ended up getting incarcerated uh, at 16 for several shootings. And the youth authority in those days was really crazy. It was a gladiator school and all that. So let's praise God that a lot of them have been shut down now. Because it w it made me worse. It was making kids and all that worse. By the time they got out, the time I got out of that place, I was institutionalized. I was crazy and all of that. So being like that, I ended up being like the main guy from my gang. I was the shot caller, whatever you want to call it, from my gang. So just being so 
Um, so I had the power. Like I could tell my homies, you, 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 go do this shooting, go do whatever. And they would listen to what I said because I was the main guy or whatever. Um, so my story had started was, um, so I was working and I was working with some older Christian man and he was an ex gang member and all of that himself. Ex gang member from Eastside Baldwin Park. And so as I'm working with him, he started sharing the gospel with me and I was raised Catholic and all of that. And he's raised, so he's sharing the gospel with me and I never heard it the way he was telling me. He's telling me about Jesus and all things like that while I was listening to him. And I never yeah. heard nothing he was saying. So I told him, you know what? That sounds good. Uh, maybe one day I'll go to church. If maybe if I ever settle down and get married, something like that, maybe, maybe I'll go to church. But and I already, as soon as I got off work, I was going to do another shooting. My homeboys, they had the stolen car, the guns and all of that. They're waiting for me off work and we we're going to do another shooting. So I didn't tell my boss that, but I was like, you know what? I'm not ready. Uh, I don't want to be no hypocrite. I don't want to be no hashtag. Maybe one day I'll go to church. Maybe even like I said, if I ever settle down or something. But I told him, you know what? I don't think I could be forgiven. I did too many bad things. And then he was like, no, nah, you, you can't be forgiven. You never heard the story about like King David in the Bible? And I was like, no. And he was like, he was a great man of God. He was sleeping with a soldier's wife and he had a soldier killed. He's telling me about King David and just the gospel. So I'm listening to him. Like, that's why anybody that's listening to this, don't ever get discouraged when you're sharing the gospel with somebody because at the time, he would have probably thought this little knucklehead gang member, he's not receiving what I'm saying. He's not hearing me, but I heard what he was saying to me. So I heard, so I heard what he said. And so I went and I was a painter. So I was painting in one of the rooms and I was thinking about all the stuff he said. And it's a trip because at the, that point in my life, I achieved the greatest that you could have hoped for in that lifestyle. I was running my hood. I had the respect. I had women. I had the power. I had like everything that any little gang member's wildest dream I achieved. I achieved all of that. And I still wasn't happy. No matter what, I wasn't happy. So I prayed, but I didn't know how to pray or nothing like that. So I was like, God, help me to change. And then sure enough, as soon as I got off of work, I went. We did the shooting, boom, 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 boom. We got a high-speed chase and we crashed. Long story short, I'm in the county and I got seven felonies. And I had just did years in the youth authority for shooting. So I was still on parole. Everything got caught in the act, everything. So I'm looking at life in the county. And again, I was thinking about what everything that that man had told me. So I started praying in the county right there, my first night there. And again, I didn't know the words I said because I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know nothing about nothing. But it's true that God knows your heart because God knew mm -hmm. my heart. And when I was praying, I got saved. And like I said, I remember, I remember, just remember telling basically like, God, give me one more chance. I was telling, I kept promising him, give me one more chance to get out. And I promised I'll never touch a gun again. And wah, wah, wah. But I was just praying, asking forgiveness and whatever. And he, I got saved. Like I said, I don't remember the words, but God knew my heart because I got saved, right? And how I got saved because as soon as I prayed, I went to sleep. And when I went to sleep that night in the county, I had a dream. And in my dream, Something came in my dream. It was some kind of an entity, even something. I don't know. I just couldn't see its face, but it was just uh, furious and it was evil and it was on me in my, in my dream. And in my dream, I was scared. And then I said, you know what? Jesus. And I started saying, Jesus forgave me. I started telling it to Jesus. 
And when I said that, whatever it was, it left. It wow. left. I woke up. And I, when I woke up, I was a completely different person. And I remember before, it, it, now I know because I was on a live the other day with uh, Ryan Reason. He was even explaining, but it, it was true what he was saying. It was, I was getting demonic attack. It was in demonic. Yeah. I don't know if you know about demonic attacks and that. Yeah. Because all the time during like the day, just like regular, like right now, one o'clock in the afternoon, I used to always get thoughts like I could run up on my enemies like this and I could blast on like this and I could get my enemies like this. And I would always get thoughts like that. So the devil was always feeding my mind with doing evil, bad things like that. Right. So it even used to worry me. I used to be like, man. What's wrong with me? How come all I ever get thoughts about is hurting people and doing bad things? Like, what's wrong with me? But after that night when I got saved and all of that, all those evil thoughts, they were gone. Something dramatic happened Praise to God. me on the inside. But I didn't know what it was. I didn't know nothing about God. I didn't know nothing about God. I didn't know nothing about nothing. And I'm in the county. But see, uh, so I started. So I remember when I used to be in juvenile hall and in the youth authority, I used to try to read my Bible, but it used to be boring to me. I didn't understand it. It used to be like nothing to me. But after that night, when I got saved, I started reading the Bible and the Bible came alive to me. And not only did it come alive to me, I was hungry for it. So I was growing, reading, started going to Bible studies right there in the county and all of that. But the mistake that I made was I tried to walk on both sides of the fence. I was trying to kick it with all the fellas, all the guys in prison. But plus, read my Bible and go to Bible studies too. And uh, that's in that spirit. I'm so always trying to walk on both sides of the fence because I didn't want people to think I picked up the Bible in jail because I had a lot of respect in my gang and all that. Plus, I had a lot of respect in prison. So I didn't want people to think that I picked up the Bible. So that was the mistake I made. So anyways, long story short, I got blessed. I only got a few years. So they sent me upstate to a level three yard for a few years. And my first day on the yard, like anybody who knows about the prisons in California, level threes and level fours, that's the big times. That's where you're under the gun. That's where all the murderers and all long time, long timers are doing it right there are at. So they sent me to a level three yard and my first day on the yard, as soon as I got right there, they were like, hey, we need you to do things. We need to rush these guys and this and that. So my first day there, rushing guys and this and that, going to the hole and just, just doing it how it is in prison. So I was putting it down. And then so I started falling away from God slowly but surely. And the day I got out, all my homeboys were at my house. It was all my homeboys and my family. They had me a party and they were uh my little youngster homies was right little homies right there. One of the youngsters was like, hey, we want you to run the hood again. It hasn't been the same since you've been gone. We want you to run the gang and all that again. And I tried to tell them, I was like, you know what? That's it for me. I'm done. I'm done now. And they're like, what? Yeah, right. You're only saying that because you're fresh out. You'll be back around and all that. And I was like, no, I want to go to church. And when wow. I said that, they got mad. They got mad. So I'm arguing with all of them. I'm arguing with all my homeboys, all of them, and my family. I'm arguing with all of them, right? And then my own mother, my mother tells me, I'll disown you if you turn Christian because my family hated me Christian. So my mother told me, I'll disown you if you turn Christian. So, like, I had all of that, plus I was fresh out. I wanted women. 
because I was gone for all those years and all that. So I wanted women and all that. I started messing with girls and just one sin leads to another. Again, I started slowly but surely falling away. And then um, one of my little cousins came and he, he gave me a gun. Like I told you, I promised God on there. That's I said, don't ever make a promise to God and don't keep it because I promised God if he let me to get out, I'll never touch a gun again. And my little cousin came and boom, I touched the gun and all that. And then a few days later, I got shot. And how I got shot was I ended up getting into with some dude. So I went to this dude's house and I was just going to kick down the dude's front door, go all up inside the guy's house and get him inside of his house. That's just a little glimpse of the type of person that I used to be to just go to somebody's house, kick down their front door and go in their house and get him. But that's how I ended up being the main dude from a gang and all that from being like that. So I was doing that as and I was kicking the, as I was kicking down this guy's front door, he shot me. Boom. He shot me out the side window. So he hit me. I got hit. Boom. And I took like two steps and then I fell on the floor and he was trying to shoot me some more. Boom, 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 boom. And as he's shooting, I'm trying to pull myself with my arms and he's shooting me and I'm shooting, pulling myself with my arms. And then, uh, like my, my brother, they come, they pick me up and they, they drag me, they take me to the car. And I had no pain, I had no blood, I had no nothing. So I, didn't, I was like, what the heck? So they took me to the car, they were like, what's wrong with you? And I told them, I don't know, I think I'm shot. I can't feel my legs. And then they lifted up my shirt and they were like, yeah, you're shot. And the reason um, I had no blood and all that was because the bullet, it went through my lung and it went into my spine. So all wow. the blood was going inside of my lung. So I was choking on my own blood. So as soon as they told me that, I got scared. I was like, oh, man, they told me you're shot. And I was like, oh, man, I got scared. So I started praying. I was telling God. And then I was just talking, I mean, I was just telling myself, hang on for the ambulance. Hang on for the ambulance. So then the ambulance comes and the ambulance and the police. And they're all talking to cops in the ambulance. And I hear them. And they're like, he's not going to make it. His only chance is to call for the chopper and all that. So they tell me, hey, we're going to call for the chopper. We're going to airlift him and this and that. Hang on. And they put an IV in me. And all of that, wah, wah, wah. So I'm like, oh, hang on for the chopper. Now hang on for the chopper now. So finally the helicopter comes. They put me in the helicopter. We're flying. They're airlifting me. And as I'm inside the helicopter, I could feel it. I could righteously feel like I'm dying. Like you could feel when you're dying. I'm right there and I'm choking on my own blood. And I'm dying. Like I feel like if I'm dying. So I got scared. The only thing on my mind was I'm going to go to hell right now. Because I figured I'm right there kicking down that guy's door and I'm going to get him. And just all I learned in jail, reading the Bible and just everything like that. I'm thinking, damn, I'm going to go to hell right now. So I started praying, calling out to Jesus. But I wasn't praying like, Lord, help me to live or whatever. Because I thought I was going to die at any second. It was only repentance. It was only praying because I didn't want to go to hell. So I was. it was a trip because I was all emotionally, physically and all that scared physically dying, all jacked up like that. And then once I started calling out to Jesus, asking him to forgive me and all like that, it was a trip. I felt a wonderful peace came over me. And it's like, I can't even describe it to you in words. I was just so at peace, so comforted, so like I've never had that feeling ever since. Yeah, it's the peace that passes understanding. 
Yeah, and it was I had it that Amen. time owned my my life. I had it. I was just so at peace, so at comfort. I was okay. And then ever since that day, uh, the Lord just had charged, and I knew it. I knew that the Lord. I was supposed to die, but I knew that the Lord had was going to use me. I knew I was like the Lord's going to use me for something. But I figured He was going to use me for like gangs and ex gang members and prison guys and this and that. So. Um, and even right there, like the, the Lord, even I remember, um, like one time the nurses came in my hospital room and it was full of gang members. The whole room was full of gang members in my room. And they were like, Hey, we're going to go get the guy that shot you. We're going to go and all that. We're going to get him. And then I told them, nah, let him go. And they were like, what? What you mean? Let him go. Nah, we're going to go get him. And then I was like, nah, let the guy go. I forgive him. I told him, I don't understand what's going on with me. I don't understand what it is and all that. But I forgive the guy. Just let him go. And then um, even the doctors were amazed when they see me. They're like, man, we've never seen a, a young guy like you before. Usually when we tell them they're never going to walk again, usually we have to give them antidepressant medicines. But the Lord gave me peace for my situation. So the doctors were like, can you go around the hospital trying to cheer up all the other patients? So I was already all shot up and all that myself. But... I was going around the hospital in my wheelchair trying to cheer up um, all the other patients. So even then, off the top, the Lord was um, using me. And then so I got out of the hospital. I started going into juvenile halls in there. And I was going in there doing Bible studies with all the little kids. And all the kids in the little juvenile hall, they loved me. Because I used to tell them, I used to be like you little kids. I was in the juvenile hall, the youth authority prison. I was the main dude for my gang. This and that's so all the little kids used to like. They loved me. And so I started right there. Then I started going into prisons. Then I started sharing with a lot of my ex-gang and our homeboys. And then my whole family got saved. Like my whole family <laughs> is also God now. They're all, they all got saved. And none of it's me. Like I don't want to get it twisted. Like give myself no glory. It was all God. God did it. God gets all the glory. Amen. But he just started using my life for anything. I started speaking at like car shows, different churches. And uh, I ended up being a chaplain at a hospital. So I was in the hospital praying with all the patients and all that. So I was just putting it down for the kingdom of God, just like that, like that. And then until one God, that's when God uh, put it in my heart for Lexit. And what, how I started with that is because uh, I was a, I was a Democrat. I was a lifelong Democrat, but as I was growing in my faith and all of that, I just see as a Christian, I could no longer support that party as a Christian. Yeah. Just from, I was like, you know, I mean, I'm pro-life, you know, I'm against. And yeah. then no, it's, a, it's, a, it's an incongruent ideology. It does not, and, I, and I've said this before, and I've had people get mad at me, but um, you cannot be a Democrat and be a Christian. Now, there are Christians who are Democrats in the sense that they, you know, traditionally we were a part of that party and everything, but, but the, the ideology has become so evil on that platform that you cannot look at it and authentically claim that, oh, well, it's just a difference of opinion. No, it's an evil ideology that is incongruent with Christian faith. Exactly. So that's how I see it. It's not even about Republican versus Democrat anymore. Correct. It's good versus evil. And they're Amen. against everything uh, and everything against God, against the word of God and all that. So, like, so that as a Christian, it, it made me leave the Democrat Party. So but I still wasn't all concerned, whatever. I was just mad at the Democrat Party. And then so that being angry and, and my faith and all that 
Then I, so that led me to start doing my research. And then I seen what that the Democrats founded the KKK, what Margaret Sanger, what Jim Crow. <laughs> I started seeing all about the racist past about the Democrat party. I was like, Whoa, I never knew none of that. They don't ever teach none of that in school about how the yeah. Democrats racist past. You know, they no, it's been, that. uh, it, it's been animated by evil for for many many years, but they sold it to the the you know the people. And and I want to get your I want to get you to answer the question as to why you think uh, Latinos in in general gravitated towards the Democrat Party. But I think I know the answer. But they sold the idea that the Republicans are for business and the big guy suppressing the little guy. And you know, Democrat, it's the party of the labor. It's the party of the of the little guy, and that's who we're fighting for. Um, when in reality, they never really have. They they um, you know became even more so to this day a party of the elites that are just using the quote unquote little people or the labor. And and now, of course, they've evolved even to becoming the party of big business, big government, and and kind of that elite oligarchy at that intersection. Yeah, the reason why a lot of this has to do with is because the fake the fake media, the fake media yeah. and Hollywood and all that, they bamboozled us for so very long. They were good. They were good at betraying Trump as a racist and all that, whatever nonsense, any little word that he would say, they would magnify it. Like, oh, he called you guys raping. Oh, but yet they ignore um, the Democrats calling us tacos and uh, just all the racists <laughs> yeah. saying, say, you ain't black if you don't vote for him. The, you know what I mean? Like all the racist stuff from the other side, they totally ignore and then just they'll put a microscope on anything conservatives do and even Trump. So that's how they were able to bamboozle us for so very long. And like another reason why so many Latinos were Democrats is because a lot of people don't know this is because of the Spanish channels, because the Spanish channels could be as bad as fake news CNN and all that. So just really. imagine if all we had was fake news CNN. A lot of our outlook would be different if all we were watching was fake news CNN. So a lot of these Latinos, especially ones that are speaking Spanish, all they're watching is the Spanish channel. And they're, so all they're getting is, is propaganda, propaganda from the Spanish channels. That's why it's so important for us, us and others to get conservative uh, Latinos and stuff, uh, news and sources and things out there because that's why things are changing because we're giving them real stuff. We're showing them real things. We're telling them, hey, that's propaganda you're watching on those. They're just uh, left wing puppets on those. Yeah, I guess I didn't. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize um, how how much of that is true because you do have your own news sources and if they're um, you know controlled by the the same people and controlled by the same narrative, yeah, I, I guess I never really thought about uh, about that. Yeah, that's what they're doing. So they're just they're they're bad. I'm telling you, if you think say and all that, the Spanish, but not only are they bad, they'll show like Latino kids right there crying and say, "Oh yeah, Trump's trying to deport you guys," and it's like total <laughs> propaganda, evil stuff. So Latinos don't know. And see, that's another thing bad about Latinos is we're very trusting in our own people, right? So they'll see Jorge Ramos, for example, or whatever, and they're thinking, "Okay, he's a Latino and like me and whatever." So he has my best interest at heart. We think that, but they yeah. don't. They don't know. So we're showing them, no, he's a righteous leftist, atheist, 
he don't align with us. He don't align with our values. You know what I mean? So that's what we push at Lexit. We push godly moral values because most Chris, most Latinos are conservative. They just don't yeah. know it. So we start going down the line. Like, well, you're pro-life, right? You're against them men going to women's restrooms and pushing all that and gaining all that extra schools and all that, right? Yeah. You're pro-Second Amendment, right? You know what I mean? You're, you're for lower taxes, right? You know what I mean? Just go down the list and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why are you voting Democrat? You know, we show them. And then they're told that most Latinos are either Catholic or Christian. We're God-fearing people. We have a love for God, Latinos. Amen. So we tell them, if you're Catholic or Christian, how could you be voting for Democrats? You know what I mean? They're totally against God, totally against our values. And I'll say straight up, that's straight up. The Democrat Party is the party of Satan. And I say straight up, bold, I don't care. I'll say it. You know what I mean? Amen. Because I'm a, they know, and then they respect me because they know I'm a man of God. They know my story. I was an ex-gang member, prison, all this and that, ex-Democrat. And now I'm calling it out saying, hey, we don't align with that. We're totally against it. You know what I mean? Now they're, they're even trying to call us Latinx and all that, trying to change. Yeah, I wanted to ask you. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because that's something that, uh, you know, one of the companies that I'm a part of, uh, you know, they they have now this, uh, you know, Latinx um, whole campaign that they're sending out. And I've got um, I've got on my team, I've got five or six Latinos that, that work for me on my team of 11 and they're not down with that. You know, they they hate that term. And and I understand it's something like 78 percent of actual Latinos hate that term and and would never use it but yet you've got all these uh you know white liberal knuckleheads pushing this now i call it latinx because it sounds funnier um and i like to mock it but but what on earth are we doing when the majority of the latino population by far does not want that term who are we pleasing by doing that exactly and you notice how no matter how many like you said how many of the numbers it even shows but no Latin, we don't like being called that. Imagine that. Some white liberals telling us, changing what we could call ourselves. No, we're not Latinx. Yeah. We're Latinos and Latinas. And then two, no matter how many times we all come out doing, because we, we've done so many videos and all a bunch of us, even celebrities, Latinos, like coming out saying that's offensive to us. Don't be calling us that. They still continue to do it no matter how many of us saying that that's offensive to us. But yet, if you misgender them or whatever, they get oh misgendering us that's murder yeah. and all that they get so well, offended by if we misgender them but yet they're ignoring what we're telling them that that offends us that's just totally yeah well they're hypocrisy. doing it is hypocrisy but they're doing what they've always done they're going to tell you what to do they're going to put on you what they want to put on you as a community and and that's their thing and so they're they're doing what they've always done to uh, you know abuse minorities or abuse anyone that uh, that they think they can control so you know it's not surprising it's it's just bizarre so hey we're going to take a really quick uh, little uh, commercial break here and then i've got some uh, some other questions for you it's scary times out there right now with inflation supply chain issues and attacks on our currency we are all feeling the pressure and it seems like a recession or maybe even a real depression is on the way what impact are we going to see on our savings and retirement accounts? Well, you may want to make gold a part of your strategy. 
Birch Gold Group is who I trust to help diversify a portion of your retirement or convert an old IRA or 401k out of the risky stock market and into physical precious metals. Think about this. Since before the time of King David, one asset has held its value better than anything else in the history of the world, gold. And it can help protect you now. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals in a tax-sheltered account. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text LIBERTY to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text LIBERTY to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation info kit on protecting your savings with gold. All right, I'm back on with Jesse, and uh, we are talking about his Lexit movement that he started, which just has so much energy, and I just think it's tremendous. Uh, his story is tremendous, and um, you know, one one of the things that I was thinking about as you were telling your story is, man, the the leadership training you got in the streets is fascinating to me, and the fact that God used that, right, and and that 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 uh, you know power that you developed. Um, you know, and channeled it uh, into his service, um, and and the result of that in your family being saved, and all the work that you did in those hospitals, and everything that you did immediately after, uh, you know, still recovering from from your uh, your gunshots, man, that that is just so amazing. That's why it's just very sad, though, is that the is our side, the Republican Party doesn't do anything. They don't do anything to reach out to Latinos. Like I always sound like we've been out four years now. They have never done not one thing to yeah. help us in any shape or form. We're like, that's like I always say, it's like having Kobe Bryant and you're leaving him on the bench. You're not playing him. When your Republicans had an ex-gang member, Chicano, this and that from the hood, pushing for Republicans, you know what I mean? And all that, you think yeah. that they would be all trying to help us or whatever. Like well, that. they're like, losers. Where yeah. is that? Well, yeah, I mean, the Democrats. Yeah, the Democrat Party is uh, is evil, right? Um, it's Dennis Prager who always says, "I'm." Uh, um, there's two parties: the evil party and the stupid party. And he says, "I'm a member of the stupid party," um, and and it's sad. I wish we could throw them both out and and start over. Um, I wish we could get a third party that would have legs, because the truth is, the Republican Party is just as much a part of the establishment and as as much a part of the their contributors to evil. They don't have an evil platform. But they're doing evil just the same. And sometimes it's just because they're controlled opposition and they are owned. And so they're not really fighting for what they need to be fighting for. Um, and, and it's sickening. Um, I, I hope that we can uh, retake the, the party leadership. I hope that we can um, you know, reformulate and rebrand the Republican Party because we are a two-party system and that's what we've got. Um, I do believe that conservatives and Christians are are making real headway in that, but but again, it's uh, it's in many ways just as lost, um, although not as evil. 
that that leads me to a victory that you had recently, which I'm excited about. We talked about it a little bit on this show um, with another guest, Ryan Heath, but you have been um, uh, instrumental in that uh, Planned Parenthood debacle in, in the uh, Norwalk High School. So talk about that. Yeah. Oh, first of all, I, I missed it earlier when I was telling the story that. So imagine all that, everything I was telling you to be invited to the White House six times. Yeah. Amen. Six times? Six times at the White House and all that. And I've been all over the whole country. I've met all the biggest, but like how you were saying that you were even at the Beverly Hills rallies. See, that was all grassroots. You notice everything that you see going on is like us, Lexus, yes. turning. It's all grassroots. They're doing the Republican Party, GOP, and all them ain't doing squat. It's all of us grassroots patriots, all of us out there that is doing all the even all the hard working. But even like so, what you said, like that, yeah, Planned Parenthood. We were out there because um, uh, a candidate, a good candidate, everybody that's in like the OC uh, type area, his name's Raul Ortiz. He's a good candidate running from, I forgot what district it is out there, but he's a good, he's a good candidate. Cause I, we talked you to said a lot Raul, of candidates. You said Raul yeah, Ortiz? Yeah, Raul Ortiz. He's a good candidate, but he, uh, cause they, a lot of candidates get at us all the time because they want our endorsement. They want right. the Latino. So they get at us. But anyways, he contacted me and he, he let us know, Hey, that, um, they're trying to make a Planned Parenthood right here in this high school, right here in my district, you know, this and that. So he's like, can you rally the troops? Can you post it out, blast it and all that? And we need to be all over there. So we did. I, we rallied my whole troop to all our Nixon team, everybody. And we posted it everywhere. And man, boom, it did good because hundreds went out there. A couple hundred went out there. So they were like. There was a lot of people, a bunch, and then a lot of it was Latinos. There was even because they tried to like how they always do, you know, brother, brother, that Antifa, they got our flyers because we were posting the flyers and all that. So Antifa posted it on all their sites, trying to rally all of them, like, look at them. There are these, these right-wing extremists and all that. And I, and I was even went out there, the comments clowning them. I was a right-wing extremist? bunch of Latinos? You mean Christian conservatives? That's what you really mean, right? I told you guys are the extremists. But so but so they so there was uh one of their most famous whatever leftist Antifa whatever um propagandists out there filming and and then he filmed like I guess there was a few proud boys went all right but only a few like but it was just a bunch of Latinos us out there and he he was only filming them right so he posted so and so for the proud boys. There's hundreds of Latinos right there. He don't film them. He only films that right there. So I went on this post and I was telling him, I was like, I noticed how you didn't film all those Latinos out there. All those hundreds of Latinos out there. Yeah, you don't want to film that. You make sure not to film that. But it was great, bro, because we were out there, so many of us, and it uh, made them. It. Well, and you guys are. Vo- yeah, and you guys are volunteers. I mean, look, man, Antifa was getting paid. Antifa, now that they're not getting the cash that they were given, and, and you know, I, I know this because we had guys implanted in the crowd, um, you know, in some of the riots that they were uh, fomenting here, and, and we witnessed them, uh, you know, paying the, the people that were there and giving them cash and telling them what to do and where to go and stirring it all up. Um, their money sources dried up a bit because, you know, having them out there, you know, creating mayhem and rioting and, and, you know, throwing bricks through buildings, um, you know, backfired 
on on the uh, you know Democrats and the organizations that were pushing that stuff. So anyway, but they but they're weak. I mean, I I'm not threatened by guys who can't do a push up. You know, no yeah, no upper body strength. They don't want that. They don't want to be out there because that's all they push is race and all. They don't want to yeah. see right there on camera of them right there with a bunch of Latinos and all that fighting. Because then, like you said, imagine a bunch of white liberals fighting with a bunch of Latino yeah. conservative Christians. That's going to make them look bad, even worse than they are. All the Latinos and the minorities are like, what? A bunch of white liberals fighting with a bunch of Latinos. Yeah. And they're all right there holding crosses, godly. What? People, in the, you know what I mean? That's going to make them the best. They, they didn't even show up. They didn't even show up and all because, like I said, if it's us or Blexit or the blacks, and all, they don't want to be seen out there. That's We're their worst nightmare. That's why they yeah. hate us. Social media, they hate me. They're trying to shut me down. Yeah, of course. Of course, man, because uh, you make sense and you love you love the Lord. You know, they don't like that. Yeah. Well, well, look, uh, praise God, you guys showed up in the force that you did, and and you know I'm so grateful for everybody that showed up and spoke uh, at that. Um, were there? Because um, I, I didn't ask this question of our prior guest, but what was the um, tenor on the other side of the people in Norwalk? Were th- were there many speakers in favor of the Planned Parenthood that that were talking, or did you guys just overwhelm it to where they just had to pull it? I don't. I don't think I seen any. They were over there. There was only like five people across the street or whatever. Like, they, we were totally dominated right there. Yeah, I, I think I think this issue now, um, you know, because abortion, um, you know, the 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 far extent that they have taken two two issues, you know, uh, uh, pro pro abortion, you know, abortion itself, and and really murdering babies because they took it from being that safe, legal, and rare. You know, those were the original talking points, and they've taken it so far to the extreme. And so to be doing that and coming on high school campuses and and funneling kids into abortion or using it as a tool to get kids being transgendered and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I think those those two issues are stirring more people up than um, than anybody has anticipated. And I'm so grateful for that because it is the line that that we cannot uh, let anyone cross any longer. It's it's the that proverbial hill to die on. You are not going to be transgendering our children. You don't own our children, and you certainly aren't going to be you know mur- uh, advocating for the murder of babies on high school campuses. Yeah, and it just goes to show how bloodthirsty and evil the left yeah. is. Because that, that even made no no sense. Because there was another like a Planned Parenthood like close distance from the school. So why would you be having one at the high school when there's one like down the street, Planned Parenthood? It made no sense at all. It just shows because you already know like in California, what's the age of like 14 year olds could have abortions without their yeah. parents' consent or whatever it is. 14 yeah, years well, old. If that's, you're- that's ridiculous not only that imagine your kid could go get an abortion take the pill and all that and not you won't even know that your child yeah well did. that's and dangerous because it's tearing up their insides to kill up the baby inside and all that you don't want your little child taking one of those pills yeah well if you're if you're evil 
um, it makes a lot of sense because that's what they want to do. They want to get at our kids without the parents' permission. They want to do it without us knowing. They want to indoctrinate them early. They want to, um, quote-unquote, affirm them in their gender dysphoria. And all, all of that they make a, a ton of money on um, because they put them into this pipeline. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's abuse, sterilization and murder of children. And that's what they're into. So it makes perfect sense that, Hey, let's, uh, let's get it. Let's get them as early as possible. Um, but for, for us and for any person of, you know, good sense and common, uh, or common sense and good cheer, you know, it's, we recognize how evil it is. Hey, man, it's totally evil. That's why I said it's not even the same party as five years ago. They're just totally radical Marxist, American-hating communists, whatever you want to call them. They're right there burning the American flags. They hate America. We don't even – even immigrants from all the countries that you see, they all love America. Right? None of us hate America. What they're trying to, what they're trying to do is, too, they're trying to make – Blacks and Latinos and the minorities hate whites. They're trying yeah. to do that to me. Racism against whites. Yeah, divide and conquer strategy. That's what they want. If they've got us at each other's throats, you know, then they can accumulate the power and the money that they desire. I mean, that's what this has always been about throughout all of history. Uh, you divide, you know, according to immutable characteristics, or you divide according to class, and then you know the the people that are are uh, power hungry and and wicked you know get to get to grab what they want while the rest of us fight amongst ourselves i mean it's just old, old story um so so let me ask you uh for for uh we have local efforts you know here um you know kabir introduced us and you know in our local communities here we're reaching out and we've got teams of of latino volunteers reaching out to um uh the community and and really working to you know alert them to what's happening and 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 pull them and some of the remarks uh for from some of the uh, volunteers have said that you know the the latinos some of them it's it's like changing churches to even contemplate, um, you know, it's like changing religions to contemplate going from a Democrat to a Republican, even when they will fundamentally agree, oh, yeah, you're right, I do, I am pro-life, yeah, I don't want them to be murdering babies, yeah, I don't want, you know, tra you know, trans people in the restrooms, and, you know, all of that stuff, you line all that up, and they're still so hesitant. What, what advice would you give our hard workers out there that are, that are doing, uh, you know, all this volunteer work? Yeah, it's true. It is true. Like, even though they are fed up with the Democrats and all that, a lot of them are, um, so say, ready to say that they're Republicans. Either, even me, I don't consider myself a Republican. I'm a conservative. I don't yeah, say that. Yeah, amen. I'm not Same. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a Biblican. I vote the Bible. So, that's what I do. Just keep, uh, they'll see it, but it's so good. We're already, it's already started. The ship's already yeah. started. The numbers are already going because this is what we need. Is we just got to keep, just keep doing keep what you're on. doing. Keep, yeah, keep showing them even biblically that, 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 that they're evil. The scripture, they're against God. They're against our values. Even that, they think that the, the immigration, but we're against open borders. We don't want that. You know what I mean? So just in, in every area, just keep showing them that you're conservative. It's just 
the thing there is because it's just so ingrained that the fake media and all that saying that the republic they say that the republicans are for like the rich whites that's what they say yeah. so that's what makes them hold back they're thinking yeah i don't like the democrats all that but the republicans are racist and all that. so we're still yeah. battling that so that's why i told you the republicans and that are making a mistake by like us and other Latinos that are out fighting and that showing you guys should be elevating this. Look, okay, this Latinos from the hood and this and that. Amen. They're they're not racist. I wouldn't be for them if they're racist. You know what I'm saying? That they need to be doing a better job of that. Our side, when like I said, when you do finally have um, people and like that, they should be all supporting us, helping us in any way, shape, or form. But they don't. They that's just the only sad reality so far but hopefully one day but but we're we're but we don't care we just push on our own we don't need them I'll just, i'm done waiting for the republicans and all that we just do our own thing we're doing our own thing we chill latinos doing our own thing yeah well i, well, I love it man and yeah thank you for those words of encouragement because i do think that's the case we got to keep the pressure on and you're right man um i i don't ascribe to either party i am a conservative i'm a christian um you know these days they're calling us christian nationalists now you know that's the that's the new disparaging comment that they're making christian nationalists and then christo fascists those are that's what they're calling they us now saying, you know that when they were saying white latinos <laughs> yeah <you> see that? <laughs> uh, it's, it's hilarious white they only latinos. have one yeah, they only have one game. They only have one game, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, I had uh, one of our uh, black brothers on here, one, one of my good Christian friends, uh, you know, on here, Siaka Masakoy. Um, and uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great dude, and and you know they're calling him a white supremacist. I mean, it's just it's insanity, uh, on insanity these days. But um, you know they only they only have one tune that they can march to. So uh, I I say let them, you know, and just keep pushing past it, and you know tell them to go pound sand, um, you know, because the truth is I believe, man, we have reason to celebrate that, um, you know, the work that you're doing, the work that we're doing, um, you know, the work that TPUSA, PragerU, all that is having a tremendous effect on our youth. And, and the you know, there's kind of a certain segment of our, our population, you know, maybe some of these millennials are totally lost and we just need to move on. Not all of them. But uh, but the the generations under them now are recognizing that this has gotten so crazy, and these people are out of their mind um, lunatics. And so we need to we need to just keep the pressure on and keep pushing and come together, you know, as brothers and sisters in Christ imagine, and fight. Hey, hey, brother, imagine how how you said that. How they're nuts. Imagine that saying that a man can have a baby, you know, like yeah. just total insanity. It's like. They're coming out with the most ridiculous. They're trying to make you say the pronouns and just man, it's, it's like you said, it's insanity. Every time, support that part. Yeah, every time they, I think they're at their limit, and you couldn't get any crazier. They take it like two steps further. It, it is. Uh, I mean, it's. If it weren't so sad, it, it would be kind of funny because it, it's almost a, a comedy. And of course, they've killed comedy. So you know, the, but they're providing us with with plenty of it. Not only that, they want to lock us down. They want to force you to get the jab. All that we didn't even get into none of that. Just said, always, you know, people, how many people lost their jobs? Everything because of these 
Democrats just trying to push their communist agenda, in freedom of speech. They're harassing us on all social media platforms. It's disgust. Well, listen, and the uh, the truth is, you know, they they are the party of evil, and the Republican Party, although it's it's um, you know it's got its problems, the conservatives in the party are now representing the muscular class, and you know, there's no harder working um, segment of the population than the Latinos, and and that's that's who now is dominating the conservatives. It is the it is the plumbers. It is the you know the truckers. You know all the small business owners. All the people that are working their butts off. You know that's that's who's rising right now, and that's exactly who they tried to lock down. That's exactly who they've been trying to enslave um, through all of this stuff. And the next thing that's coming is uh, they're doubling down on all of this climate uh, change stuff, all of the environmental stuff. Because they want to, they want to wreck us on all of those things now, and it's a different kind of lockdown, and and they're going to be doubling down on that so that they, you know, further consolidate their power into big business, and and that's who the the Democrat Party is now aligned with. Jeez, man, they're a disaster. Does anybody watching this? Even speak up. Another thing is, too, is our side needs to speak up because a lot of people are scared. Like they don't want to post stuff and they're scared. They don't want uh, their co-workers or their family members. You see the left? They're bold. The leftists and all that. They don't care. They're not worried about, oh, I'm not going to say it because my Christian people or my or conservative might they don't care they'll post all their evil wanting to kill babies whatever they're doing they post it like nothing but our side is a little bit too timid they need to speak up and be bold like when you if not now when you're gonna wait till we're all going into on our way to concentration camps before you speak up better speak up now well, that was Alexander Solzhenitsyn said, I wished we had just even picked up the pitchforks and our shovels and whatever else we needed and we fought right at the beginning. Because by the time we were all being thrown into gulags, it was too late. And and I believe that that's what we need to be doing right now by not being afraid to post what we need to post, um, say what we need to say, reject, you know, we, we're, we're very nice people as Christians, you know, um, and we need to be a little bit more warrior-like and reject some of these things wholesale and not worry about being, you know, offensive by saying, hey, no, you know what, murdering babies is wrong. Go ahead and say it, folks. Say you it, know? exactly. You read my mind, brother, because you notice that's how they are. If somebody comes, like if they come out, they're all posting on whatever pro-choice, whatever, nobody says nothing. But if one of us comes out, they try to shame us, like, oh, how dare you, woman's rights, and oh, they'll try to, they'll even try to get you fired or whatever nonsense that they're trying to, like, they're harassing right now Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if you've seen it, the coach uh, over there at Michigan. They're trying to harass him for being, just because he said he's pro-life. See how yeah. how disgusting it is that all these leftists are pushing all that. Even I was watching um, the All Star game the other day. I don't know if you caught it. Uh, the All Star no. game over here in LA. The, the singer comes out one is doing the national anthem. He has a a pin and it says like pro choice or whatever on it. I'm like, see this disgusting Hollywood and all that. They push it out that they're not scared at all. Like you would have never seen somebody out there having pro life or whatever. You know what I mean? Because our side is all so scared like and they're not yeah. they're they're bold 
with that, how all their stuff, like you said, so we should be out there, same thing, like, hey, that's disgusting. That's we're killing babies. I mean, that's evil. We need yeah. to call, start calling out. I, I agree. And even, you know, if they want to call us, uh, you know, Christian nationalists, Christo-fascists, you know, whatever whatever they want to do to disparage us all, you know, uh, tell them they can go pound sand. Let's not apologize anymore for speaking truth. Let's not apologize for being Christians anymore. Let's not worry about being offensive. Let's stand boldly and proudly um, because we have the truth. We know God wins in the end. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to continue to be loud with their evil. So let's be, let's be loud and bold with, with the goodness that, uh, that Christ has for us and, and the truth. All right. We have two minutes, man. What, what else, uh, do you want to say? How can we support you? Um, you know, what, what can we do for you? Um, and, and I just thank you so much for coming on, man. Just go to, uh, on Instagram, follow us on Nexit Movement on Instagram, you can go to our website, We Are Nexit. If you're interested in joining one of our chapters, go just join our website, sign up and join up. Uh, you could donate, help us out because we also, we give food to the homeless all the time. We're having a thing on um, the 13th in San Bernardino. We're going to be giving out food, hot food, plus food for them to take home, plus backpacks and school supplies. And we're going to be giving haircuts to all the kids in San Bernardino. So if you want to donate backpacks or any food or anything like that or donate and just go to our website and you can help us out well praise god man well hey it was so good to meet you you know even if it was over skype um i'm sure we'll we'll get to connect in the future in person i thank you so much for the work that you're doing um it is exciting so keep it up and uh keep keep using those leadership skills you learned on the streets man i love it praise (laughs) god he can use everybody Amen. Uh, awesome. Amen. All right. Thank you. Possible, All right. Amen. Man. Amen. Praise God. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Liberty Station with my man Jesse uh, from Lexit. He is a uh, he is really a true blessing to uh, all that's happening right now in our culture. A true warrior. Um, I uh, wanted to just ask you guys for a favor if you would make sure that you go and subscribe to um, Liberty Station. We've been intermingled for a long time with the Godspeak channel, and we need you to go and, and hit subscribe on our podcast feed. So wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, um, po- uh, the podcast app on Apple or Google, any of those go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you have any questions for us, um, we're going to do some question and answer uh, shows, and we also love good guest suggestions, so you can hit us at victory at libertystation.tv. Again, victory at libertystation.tv. Thanks for joining us.